right, welcome to the Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Rock. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hello. How's it going? Well, you know, I'm recovering from COVID now, so uh, if you hear little oats in my voice, that's why. Again? Again. Wow. Just can't stay, just can't quit it. It's the remix to Ignition, you know? Yeah. Jeez. It sucks. Uh, I've had a lot of friends actually pick up COVID recently. Yeah, this ministry is wild. Clearly, clearly, clearly you're not the problem, but uh, I'll probably mask it back up for these for these uh, these pioneer events we got coming up soon. Ooh, oh, yeah. When are they? Uh, I, we've got like three coming up, like well, like three or four. They're kind of like every other week. So that'll be nice. We're going to try to try to snag that one in Waco, I guess, that first at the end of, the end of July. The Waco yeah, one is going to be the hypest event because we're going to have all the boys there. It's actually just Crew 3 Con. It is just going to be Crew 3 Con. So uh, no if joke. you want to. If you want probably to probably could heroes. make it Crew 3 Con, honestly. I know Richard pretty yeah. well, so... Well, you know, reasonably well. If you want to meet your heroes, and then... Uh, go, and some, then go somewhere and meet them. But if you want to come, yeah. to, if you want to, <laughs> exactly. come to Crew 3 Con... You can, you can meet our heroes. We watch Ed win the whole thing. That's exactly right. That's right, exactly right, right, right. Come to Buggies with us afterwards. Yeah, we'll hit up the Boosies afterwards. All right, well, this week we had a really loaded week. Uh, we have, of course, the Pyre Challenger decks rolling into the uh, three big events from the weekend, including a... 384 player PTQ uh, online that happened on Saturday. So let's start. Let's skip what kill magic because I'm, I'm having a really good magic week, even though I'm deadly sick. Um, let's roll in those Pioneer Challenger decks and uh, talk about it. I mean, <clears throat> I think there's a lot to discuss for them. Uh, obviously, on Thursday, Wizards announced a new run of Pioneer Challenger decks coming out on October 14th, uh, also the same day as Infinity, I think, right? Um, which is like the a same day as after. the Warhammer decks. Yeah, I think these are coming out like a week after, actually, something like that. But like, there, I almost want to say there's no way these get delayed, or that is like the date that happened after they ended up getting delayed initially. Because I feel like these should have come out like now, right? Right. I mean, definitely. The last ones were in. Well, I guess the last ones were in 2021, right? Yeah, but they came out at like the like the midpoint of 2021. Right when everybody was back out on the streets, you know, so it's about it's about one year later. Uh, so I guess the timing kind of makes sense. I can see the timing. They the last ones released in uh, oh October. Yeah. So all right. So so I guess the same timeline. Yeah. I I could get down with just yearly pioneer precons. Oh, I think so too. I think you know you have. The standard ones come out halfway through rotation, and you get the pioneer ones come out at the end of the year, like at rotation time. It's perfect. I think and, it's a great. And, I think it's a great release schedule. And you know, with these, they've realized that they don't even have to remake pioneer decks. They can just take standard challenger decks, add like three cards, and ship them for thirty dollars more than they charge for the standard ones. You know, I mean, that that's the other joke, right? So, what are the three decks we're getting? We're getting is it Phoenix? Okay, that's a good one. I think we talked about in the past. Um, All right, over under. What decks do you pick? Phoenix, that's a good one, right? You have Demir Control. Wait a minute, we saw that one before. You have Gruel Midrange. Wait, now hold on now. Hmm. And then we have uh, Orbs Off Humans, which is like here and there. I mean, we had Mono White Aggro, it's a bunch of humans. So, you, you know, they're going to be only half the same there. Uh, but Ricky, what was your over-under question there? All right, I'm going to say it now. No Ricky, right? No Ricky. Two Phoenixes. I'm saying two Phoenixes. 
I don't two phoenixes. I don't think you're gonna get all four phoenixes in the deck. I'm saying two phoenixes right now, and I'm willing to bet Ruckman's boxes of war the spark on it. No, my boxes. <laughs> Uh, I'm intrigued. I can't see how they ship it with less than four, but I think that we all know they're going to find a way. And um, as pleasantly surprised as we were by the last Pioneer Challenger decks, they've made a a lot of poor decisions since then, and I just feel another one coming. So I There's hope to be no pleasantly way you surprised. Get a single steam vent. So okay, so. Let, let's let's uh, let's talk, let's go through each deck, right? right? Okay. So you're you're so you're saying. A single steam vent. I think. Oh, I don't think a single. No, we steam don't vent. have deck lists. Important to remind the people. We, we, are we don't have deck lists. I'm speculating. I do think though that like a couple of these decks are going to come down to lands in them because otherwise there's not a whole lot of value. So Phoenix though I think is one of the decks. I legitimately think that... I could write the Phoenix list right now. Okay. What What do you think the Phoenix list is? It's going to be two Arclight Phoenixes. Okay. It's gonna be I think it's four, Phoenix Eye. Four thieving in the ice. You think we're gonna get four thing in the ice, really two phoenixes? Yes, I think you're gonna get. See, I was gonna say, I was gonna say three phoenix, two thing in the ice, and like three young pyromancer because that's how we get tokens for the deck. Mm. See, I was, I was gonna say uh, two crackling drake and and two young pyromancer. Okay, uh, I think it's gonna have uh, three treasure crews. I think only, only three crews. Yeah. Oh, well, I think it's gonna have. I think it's gonna have a temporal trespass. One. Okay. I think it's going to have one Temporal Trespass. Cards are mythic. We're not made of money, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see... We don't see, print the cards or anything. I think we're going to get uh, four Sheevan Reef, and we're going to get three Storm Tide, Storm Carved Cliffs or whatever. Storm Carved Cliffs. Oh, they're going to give us uh, yeah. four Temple of Epiphany. Four Temple of Epiphany, yeah. And then a lot of uh, islands and mountains. No Spire Bluff Canals? No Spire Bluff Canals and no Steam Fence and no Ledger Shredder. Ledger Shredder is – you got to buy that one. Go buy New Capenna. Well, wait, let's think about something. I mean if if they put Ledger Shredder in it, I think like even two Ledger Shredders, I think deck is saved. The deck is definitely saved if there's two Ledger Shredder in it. I don't it think could, they're going to do that because – It could have ham sandwiches, uh, but for $40, two Ledger Shredders is a deal. Yeah, I think I think the deck itself being Phoenix is already going to be deck is saved. People are going to buy it regardless. It's true. Actually, what are Arclight Phoenix is at? I don't think so. I think we just put the deck together. That's the problem. Like that's the problem with this deck. That's why I'm I'm spoiler alert. Like super disappointed in these so far until I see the lists. Is like this deck? It has to be constructed really well to make it anywhere close to worth it. Otherwise, you would just put it together. Price Phoenix is nine dollars. Phoenixes are nine dollars. Uh, foil phoenixes are uh, uh, twenty seven ninety nine, but God, they're pretty. They're they're so good. Um, so I I'm just saying I'm gonna call it right now. I'm gonna think it's gonna be worth it because like I think Storm Carved Coast is like a good seven dollar card. Phoenix is a good seven dollar card, and if they throw in the one temporal trespass, there's a twenty dollar card. There's gonna be disputes in the sideboard. Uh, those are like five or six bucks now for disputes yeah. so like uh, i think it's still going to be worth it and it's going to be a good starting point and the thing in the isis i, I know there's going to be thing in the isis in there unless they're not printing any double-faced cards in which case you get zero thing in the ice there's either zero or four there's not going to be like a half-assed uh thing in the oh ice. i think i definitely think there could be so my, my thing is i will say i think these are all going to be 
decent value. Like, I, I think, like, even in the mono red one we saw last time, there were still, like, it wasn't overwhelming value, right? And, like, yeah, if you, like, dug around a TCG player, you could build the deck for cheaper. But I think, like, all of these decks will still be value for what you're buying, you know? I think maybe if if we are printing fourth thing in the ice, then I think we could get pathways in these. Uh-huh. Because then we would have enough cards to justify a uh, double-sided a sheet. Print. A full a full sheet, yeah. Because uh, if we put like, if we put thing in the ices, and then we put the pathway from each of these uh, four decks in there, and then there's some good flip cards in I mean, green, Zen- right? Zendikar would have rotated by the time these came out, so they're not like those are pioneer or standard playable anymore. So it's not like those would be right. I think it's an interesting like question whether or not they could do path- pathways. Because that's the thing is like uh, we didn't get any pathways in the last one because there's no double sided cards in the last uh, run of these. Yeah. If there's no double sided cards, like it's easier to print. What do you think? What do you think could be in the Glorybringer deck? So for Glorybringer, because that card's what like three dollars if anything, two cents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm going to pull up a, a precursor to. Uh, if we want to look at sixth place, the Sunday's challenge, I mean, it's three Elvish Mystic, four Lionel. I mean, you could just give this deck, right? Like four Glorybringer, like probably like two, like one or two Questing Beasts, I think, right? Um, you get Love Struck Beast, you get Gruel Spellbreakers in there. I think the Gruel deck is going to be held on whether or not they give us Stomping Grounds. Right. I think the value of the Gruel deck is going to be made or break. Make or break on on how many stomping grounds are in that deck. I think you get an ember cleave. Ember cleave's fine, yeah. I think you get one ember cleave. How many uh, how many possibility storm do you get? Zero. Nobody wow. plays this card. Wow. Uh, the Orsoff humans deck I think could be pretty sweet. I'm hoping it's more so like the fourth place challenge deck we're going to talk about here, where we get the extraction specialist package versus like Kaisel freebooter and stuff like that. Oh no, it's Kaisel freebooter for sure. Um, I also think that you're going to get a one of Thoughtseize. Okay, good. In the board. Yeah, in the board, right? I, th- I think it will give us... Do you, how many Mutavolts do they give us? Um, I honestly think they'll give you two Mutavolts. They printed Mutavolt in a Commander deck recently, so I think they're ready to reprint Mutavolt. Uh-huh. So I can see two Mutavolts. Uh, no Godless Shrines, though. No, but they'll give us like the four concealed courtyards and caves again. Oh, they're definitely going to give you the concealed courtyards. You can have as many of those as you want. <laughs> just not Spire Bluff Canal. Yeah, just not Spire Bluff Canal. That's the one you can't have. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have Luminarca Aspirants. It's like I said, I the only thing it's going to miss out on is the Extract Specials package because I feel like it's going to be new enough tech that they wouldn't have incorporated it unless they knew. Unless somebody wants the specialist, right? Huh? How much is Extraction Specialist? 50 cents. There we go. The Demir control deck, honestly, is where I'm most interested. Yeah. Two word. Shark Typhoon. That card's not that expensive anymore, though. Is it not? Is it not still like eight bucks? Uh, no, I, I mean, I do still think it's eight to ten dollars. But I don't it's think it's like the now. 20 to it's 30 like 12, it used like to be. It's like 12 now. Is it? Uh, currently, yeah. uh, 18.99 on Card Kingdom. So... Is it, that's the nice version, though, right? No, it's the regular one. The mm. nice one's $32.99. TG mid. Yeah, I was going to say, you, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing foils for like 15 Well, you know, that's having to deal with TCG player. Yeah, he says fair. they're going to ship you stuff, and then just True. doesn't. True. You know? 
Be sure to use our affiliate code. Yeah, exactly. We love TCG Player. But I mean, like, the Narsets are going to be nice. I think that we could see a Gear Hulk or two, which would be nice. A Hull Breaker Horror. A Hull Breaker Horror. If I didn't already have 15 copies. Honestly, like, the Sunken, or the, like, the the Innistrad Blue Black Land, the, the Slow Land, right? Yeah. Still has pretty decent value in it, so if they print yeah. some of those, you know, I'd be happy to get those. There's Narset on the cover. I feel like there's going to be a, at least one day's undoing in the deck, which is not that expensive oh, anymore, but, you know. That's yeah. kind of cute, kind of fun. Uh, fatal pushes and stuff like that are always just nice. Like, I think this is just going to be nice for people who are new to Pioneer, because this just picks up probably all your blue and black staple cards, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, here's the question. Do they do they reprint Urborg in it? No. No. Never. No. I think you're right, though. I think, like, like looking at these deck lists for blue-black control, they're surprisingly low value outside of the mana base, so I feel like they could have carte blanche to print whatever they wanted. Like, the decks don't even really play Thoughtseize anymore. Right. So they could print this whole sideboard and just give you, like, a kind of poopy mana base and call it a day. Right. Like, I think, like, you're going to get your, your Fatal Pushes, you're going to get your Mystical Disputes, you're going to get your... You know, just all of the good blue-black removal and draw spells that you want. So, that's yeah, what I think is going to be fine. All right, are we ready to, are we ready to uh, give an initial impression of, like, what do you think the best deck is going to be? Sure. Phoenix. I think it's going to be the most disappointing and still the best one. All right. I think Humans is going to be the best deck. It is going to be a roundabouts the cheapest option to build, so they're going to give us a lot more four-ofs in the deck than they can the other decks. Um, so yeah, Humans is my pick. Call this a leap of faith. Um, I think the control deck is going to be the best because I think you're going to get the most complete deck. Like I think really? that... I, I think it's going to be Humans for that. Yeah, see, I, I just don't think so. Like I, I think that, don't get me wrong, you, you could be right. The Humans are, are pretty cheap. I could see it. But I do think that you're going to get some number of... Uh, board wipes in your Demir control deck. I think extinction event is going to be in there. Um, I could be wrong, right? I could verbal miss my initial impressions, but I think you get a more complete deck. Whereas like, I think the incomplete Phoenix deck is just the worst. I don't, I think if they don't print it with four Phoenixes, it's just garbage. And uh, as much as you could upgrade them, I think out the box, the blue black one will be able to afford the crappy mana base. It's just kind of like how spirits, I think could have been the best deck and then was by far the worst. Um, you need to upgrade that mana base. I think the Demir one out of the box will have a more functional mana base for what it wants to do than any of the other ones. So pre-cons, I just want to talk about pre-cons just in general, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like these are $40 pre-cons, right? Well, that's we'll what see. we want them to be. They're going to be like 50 again. Yeah. And then but they're like, going to plummet to 30 pretty quickly. Right. But like, I kind of just wish, like, I think Yu-Gi-Oh! is the best at pre-cons. And, like, kind of just I think wish Pokemon's that, like, pretty good. Pokemon pre-cons aren't really that great. Like, Pokemon pre-cons are great to play against each other, but Yu-Gi-Oh! pre-cons are pretty good at being like, yeah, buy, like, three of these, yeah. and you just have a deck. They just, you know, they're $15, right? They contain one-ofs, but if you buy all three of your pre-cons, right then you just have a competitive deck almost always. Like they just build them mm-hmm. to be competitive out of the box. Like they release them one at a time. So it's not as much like you have to release four different decks here. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's just now a $45 budget entry into the format, but like these are going to be $45. So I want them to be more complete. And I kind of wish like 
you know, if we got like the two Phoenix deck with like two Spire Bluff canals and they charge $25 for it, I think like buying two for 50 bucks and just having a complete Phoenix deck would be like way better, you know? For sure. Yeah. Even if they were 30 and you just paid $60, you bought two, right? I kind of just feel like, I just kind of feel like the price point that they put these at is a little too high for what you get. Like if you get incomplete pieces to decks, right? Oh, hundred percent. And like buying two at like $50 each is kind of like pretty bleh, you know? I hear you. I, I think it was pretty interesting because like for a while, these were great value and they were selling out, right? Like the, uh, what did they used to call them? Challenger well, decks? Challenger decks. Well, well, they were event decks. Event them. decks, right. Yeah. The the event decks, like remember getting Stoneforge Mystic and stuff like that? Where like the Two, deck itself like, might not have been good. guides? Yeah, that's the thing. Is for 25 like, bucks? Right. I tell you what, like th- there was reason to get them. And I feel like we've kind of fallen short on that pretty far short, despite their insistence that like now they're just willing to print all the cards, right? They're willing to do these secret layers. So I feel like they just need to give us a, a little bit more value um, on some of these like, things. And you know, the first run, right? While they weren't the most competitive decks, right? I do feel like they did a really good job of making them pretty complete out of the box, except for spirits. The first ones were great. I, I really do. I, I believe in the I first that, ones. Every time I see them, I keep hoping if somebody's got them at the at the price points from around Christmas, where they were end up thirty thirty five, I'd pick one or two up. I really would. Um, the I places thought, that do have them just have them for more expensive. So, like I thought, the Lotus deck was like the best one because you literally just had the entire shell of Lotus. All mm-hmm. you needed to pick up was one of to like complete out your sideboard, right? Mm-hmm. Like your main board was pretty much complete. Like you were fine. And then like I thought Orsavoras was nice because it came with like the you know the one thought season and you had the Luris and everything and the deck was kind of complete within itself. You had your mana base. That was the big thing, right? Like, <clears throat> yeah, you had, although you it was had, cheap, like you you had a very functional mana base for an aggressive deck. And if that mana base games. wasn't there, I mean you could play that. The real problem with me was the and I know it's like now one of the better ones, right? Was the Spirits deck simply because the mana base was so slow mm-hmm. for such an aggressive deck. But like, you know, the reprint value was there. So I'm kind of hoping these are gonna be I, I kind of hope that my negativity is just from like Baldur's Gate, Double Masters, and Alchemy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And just being in a bad place with Watsy products right now. Right, right. Uh, while I've been playing like the Digimon TCG, which has had like nothing but good products. Mm-hmm. Well, it hasn't, ch- it hasn't had time to ruin itself yet. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm hoping, right? I'm just hoping that these will be just like last ones, where everybody's uh-huh. initial opinions are kind of like, meh, but then like the lists come out and it's like, yeah, this is pretty solid. Please put four Phoenix in it. I don't think they're going to, but please put four Phoenix in the Phoenix deck. Would you be okay with four Phoenix if they gave you zero thing in the ice? I would be probably yeah. not. Like thing in the ice's are like ten dollars, right? No, thing in the ice is like fifteen. Is it still? That's the question. Yeah, it's like eighteen dollars. Eighteen dollars TCG player, twenty three dollars Card Kingdom. Yeah, Ooh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, like I said. They, that that Phoenix deck could be could be insane value with just the creatures or the lance. I mean, really, there's a couple pieces, and if they give you none of it, then I will be disappointed. But I think they've got a chance to prove themselves. I really think that they do. Like, I am so far unimpressed with the list as announced. Like, I don't like I don't think that these shells of these decks seem very good to me, um, or have a great place in the Pioneer metagame. Obviously, besides Phoenix, 
The other three are kind of like, man, the mirror control absolutely can be a fine and serviceable deck. Um, so, you know, we shall see, but um, at least half of them just are, are kind of leaving me uh, head scratching. But hey, if they pack the value in there with uh, Pioneer cards, I'm, I'm willing to give them a chance. Yeah, for sure. All right. Are you guys ready to talk about challenge results? Yeah, let's, let's talk it. about some challenge results. All right. Uh, we'll start with the Super Qualifier from Saturday. In eighth place, we have Elvon1234 on Blue Red. Uh, oh, sorry. This is Phoenix. But we're calling it Blue Red because we're on four Legend Shredder instead of uh, four Thing in the Ice there. Seventh place, Dark24 on Boros Aggro. Sixth place, Waste Decor on Bant Spirits. Fifth place, uh, Scenarius McQuaz on Rakdos Midrange. Fourth place, uh, Mazinha Linda on. Azorius Control, third place, Hodor Time Baby on Is It Phoenix, second place, Nathan Stewart on Is It Phoenix, and first place, Stanku on Boros Aggro. Uh, I don't think there's anything too exciting to talk about here in the top eight, unless anyone, any of you guys want to talk about any of these deck lists, but I have highlighted here a couple kind of fun deck lists in the rest of the top 32. Man. Oh, man. I'm glad we banned Nykthos, right? Like, it's such an oppressive deck. Mono green. <laughs> Oh, this is this is what I missed from last week. Yeah, this is, uh, we knew this was coming. It's not. Can that... I point to, Can I point Ricky to Pioneer Preliminary Number One Two Four Three Six Eight Three Five? Hold on. Where look at uh, this event? Most played cards. Can we see Mystical Dispute, Unlicensed Hearse, Consider Opt, Blood Tithe Harvester, Fatal Push, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, Arclight Phoenix, Mayhem Devil? Not a single uh-huh. green card there. Uh huh. I'm just saying. This is why. This is why the band's coming, because the Pioneer Point has adapted. And so now it was just like, okay, now we'll do something. It's the same thing. We figured out how to beat Winota, and then we banned Winota, like, that same week. Uh, we figured out how to play beat Winota, just uh, play a removal spell. Yeah. I, I, and I get the, the, the main argument against uh, the Winota, right? It's like, if you just hold that one removal spell, then you'll die to the other stuff they play. And it's like, this is how magic works, man. I, I just don't get it. I don't get the... Anyways. But there is a mono green deck here. I don't think the deck's bad. The deck is very good. Very strong deck. Uh, it's beatable. Uh, I beat two mono green players with five color elves at my locals. So, you know, basically a dead deck. So Coming to playingpioneer.com next week. Oh, yeah. The deck is hot, actually. It's very, very spicy. Elves has always been a fun deck to play in Pioneer, in my opinion. But uh, I like this challenge. I like the is it? I like the feather. Yeah. Uh, featherless Feather, though. So you're saying is, it's time to reinstate Phoenix Watch. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I, 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 Chris, is that, is that what you heard? That's, yeah, I, I heard the buzzer. I mean, I, I already heard the buzzer, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it could just be my conditioning from Shredder Noises. Oh, my. Reckless Rages are way up in price. Are they? Yeah, that's the expensive card in the deck. Uh, the uh, the feather deck. Also, those Swiss beers at a dollar each don't pay that price. Uh, you will literally be able to go to a local game store and be saltily handed a playset of Monastery Swiss beers for free uh, from anybody who was trying to hit Imperial Seal and missed because uh, that card is a common in Double Masters too. Yeah, fair. Uh, I want to talk about 11th place whenever you guys are ready. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, that was one of the decks I highlighted. So, yeah, let's talk about 11th place. Break it down for us, Chris. Yeah. By, uh, of course, best MTGO username, True Hero. It's it's a pretty good one. We've had some other ones. I can't get Saul MBA 
Gallade off my mind. That was just a, that was a, a dinger of a name. Um, this is this is doing something that I I really want to do because I do think we've got some some good options here. I think Thing in the Ice is well positioned in a lot of these random kind of aggressive formats where like. Hey, I'm going to get Boros aggroed. Well, it's hard to protect from a thing in the ice, and thing in the ice is pretty hard to kill in some of the non, you know, the non red black matchups, right? Like mono green isn't doing a lot of kill in this, at least early. They can punch it, uh, aka fight it with like Vivians and whatnot, but usually thing in the ice is, is going to give it to them against the other uh, blue red decks. This having four toughness can be a little tough to kill. So starting off, there's a good point. Brazen borrower, just a good thing. Like a lot of these blue red decks, what you're trying to do is set your opponent behind. So brazen borrower is a way to just bounce something until you get your better game plan off, right? Uh, or mid rangey game plan off tends to work out well. Then you're going to see where we're at. We're a, is it control deck? So we're going to play Niv Mizzet Perun. We're going to play four Narset along with three days undoing to try and get our opponents with some trickery. Try and make them discard their hand and only draw one card uh, instead. Uh, then we're going to finish it off with some traditional Is it cards. We've got four Considers, four Fiery Impulse, four Flame Best Bolts. Um, these really good at taking out the Mono Blue Menace, which seems to be pop- popping up, especially all over a lot of local metagames I've been seeing. Mono Blue is very cheap to build, and so packing a lot of cheap red spells just make that matchup a, a lot easier. Of course, you can't have your Considers without your Ops if you're playing that kind of deck. Three Anticipate. Which I do think is kind of an interesting. Uh, That's in, the in wild point. pick for me. The wild pick, yeah, but it is an instant. Which we I had do her, we had to replace EI, right? Yeah, we had to yeah. replace EI. You know, one thing that I that I think um, is a a card that I saw in this deck before finishing out. We do have two anger of the gods and then three dig through time. Of course, um, I thought that quicken was a good include, um, especially with like anger of the gods type effects because like. It's just a great way to get these going on your opponent's turn. And and it's really, really feel extra good to kind of go, you know, you always start with your Narset first. And then on turn four, you hopefully you hit that land drop. Then you can go quicken Days Undoing on your opponent's turn. And it does not end the turn because it says if it's your turn in the turn. But then you get all their cards, right? Right. And that helps yeah. a lot. So um, I like quicken, but, you know, may- maybe you want a little more card selection. You tend to have a lot. I mean, the... Eight can trips plus dig through time uh, gets you gets you where you want to go most of the time, but you know I could see it. Um, so does Niv Mizzet get to deal damage from drawing the cards off Days Undoing? No, right? Why? Why would it not? Because it ends the turn. Um. Um. Good question. Yeah, I guess your yeah, your triggered well, effects yeah. go don't go off right because the turn ends. They they trigger. Yeah, I mean if you read it, exit all spells and abilities on the stack, including this card. Yeah. So yeah, so you wouldn't eat your Nivisa triggers. Yeah, it exiles the abilities on the stack. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is unless you know you quicken cast on your opponents. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Going big brain with it. Then you get to deal seven damage. Then your IQ yeah. is almost as high as Niv Mizzets. You know, almost. Yeah, almost. I like any deck yeah. that plays Chandra Awakened Inferno in the sideboard. This sideboard is 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 good. Like I've been complaining about some of the sideboards I've seen, which I just again I've just been straight up disrespectful. This person knows the truth of Aethergust. Okay, they they've been out there in these streets. They know what's up, and the Aethergust are, are people. people not playing Aethergust? I've seen like I bro, I've seen one Aethergust in all kinds of blue sideboards, and it's just not enough. <laughs> the card's just insane. I think two, I think two's the minimum. I think three's a good amount. Um, and you know, you still got plenty of sideboard slots, right? I also think you know, hey, a couple mystical disputes in there too. And then I like the go over the top with Holbreaker Horror uh, Chandra. 
Um, yeah, I've been I've been on as we'll see in a little bit the Gear Hulk Opus deck again, and uh-huh. man, it's been hot. You just get to six mana so easily where you don't really have to combo it. But well done to True Hero here. Let's move on. All right, all right. Eleventh uh, place we have Romarito one with Mono White Humans. Sorry, this twelfth place on eleventh place. Uh, Dauntless Bodyguard, Kithian. Just look, this is just a nice. Look at how simple it is. Ninety dollars. Ninety dollars for this this twelfth place deck list from a three hundred eighty four player PTQ. Huge, just beating them down. Brave the elements. Oh my gosh, Ricky, you remember this card? I know what Brave the Elements does. Yeah, golly, it does Man. it all. Adeline is like the most expensive card in this deck. It is. So real quick though, the 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 Pioneer Challenger decks with humans, right? How cheap can we make Thalia cost? Oh my god. <laughs> They're just printing her into the ground. Give the poor girl a break. I think it's fine. Also, I don't know anybody who plays the uh, Crimson Vow art. I know nobody who plays that art. Everybody plays, like, the black and white art, or a secret layer, or the original. Her hair hair too dirty and crunchy. I don't know. She's just kind of hiding in her own art, which is kind of interesting. I mean, I play the Mina Harker art. Yeah, or that one. That one art. That art's also good. There's so many arts now of Thalia. Mina Harker or Angry Thalia being yelled at by just really wrong men is great. I really like the the black and white uh, Thalia. Like, she looks very Buffy-esque with, like, all the zombie shadows on her and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Really good art. Yeah. Uh, 17th place, oh, man. Lori WWE, WWA, sorry, uh, on Abs and Grease Fang. Uh, oh, wow, we've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can make yeah, fun seen. of this deck all you want, but somebody is going to be very good with it. And, uh, I'm not trying to make fun of this deck. I oh, think I do. I make uh, fun of this deck constantly as okay. as, as the worst has, thing. Has Nate seen this deck, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Nate's seen the deck. Nate's still on how is, Mardu. How is Nate not playing this deck? I don't know. I think it's he'll playing Witherbloom Command. Yeah, I think I think we'll convert him soon enough because <clears throat> um, I'm trying to get him on the Traverse Uvenwalds. Uh again. Like we had a player playing this deck at our locals, and they weren't playing Traverse, and I was like. Hey, and they were like, oh my gosh. And I haven't seen them because I missed a, a week or two that I think they missed uh, this past week. But Traverse is really the truth in this kind of deck. Like, that's where Witherboom Command shines. It's like an incidental mill that also has got another effect. You know, kill something, yeah. you know, get get a, get another card, whether it be a... Um... Let me ask you guys a question. Does the token Obnixilis have its converted mana cost? Yes. Yes. It does cost three. Yes. Because it is a copy? Right, correct. You got it. Well, never mind at that point then. But, but, <laughs> with a Bloom Command, still did a cute you, card. Did you tell them, did you tell them they could blow up the Obnixilis nope, copy? No, I did not. It? I'm okay. literally reading this card for like the third time ever. <laughs> like, we, okay. we read it in spoilers, and we thought it was going to be good uh, until we read Destroy Target, non-creature, non-land permanent, right? So, like, the yeah. non-creature piece of that was like, okay, we kind of write this card off. But... When you want to mill three cards, because that's what you're trying to do, and then you just get an incidental second effect, I think this card gets a lot better, especially as, as we know how good um, Citrus Player is. I am not impressed with Perfine's Informant. Several decks have been playing it, both this and an Esper Grease Fang deck that plays more creatures. Uh, but in general, I think this Abzan version is a lot of fun. We all know how strong a Seekist Chariot is, and that card's creeping back up in value. That card was $3 a couple weeks ago. So yeah. I'm glad um, that uh, we see something there. The best part about this deck is that if your opponent is mono green, which turns you off by just playing their cards, right? Mm-hmm. We just sideboard into uh, the old Delirium deck. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just sideboard in Ishkana, Emrakul, Paul Kronos, uh, Corsair, Scooz, Liberator. Like, literally, the sideboard is just like, and now we just play a completely different deck. We take out our vehicles, we take out our Grease Fangs, and we bring in all this stuff, and now we're a Traverse the Uvenwald Graveyard deck. Yeah. yeah. Cool, they didn't need the it, but I, I would have liked to seen... Um, like well, they've got the Murder Traders. I, I would have liked to see in like one more piece of interaction, whether that be Abrupt Decay in the main deck. I think four thoughts sees four Abrupt Decay in the board. Like, I don't know. Like, if Abrupt Decay is an answer. I mean, you I guess you're thinking the sideboard slow down. When you're the combo deck, right? Like, when, yeah, you're the, just, when you're the Grease Fang deck, you don't really care about trying to answer things. You're just trying to combo off. And then in decks where you aren't allowed to combo off, you bring in the control. But it seems like we're relying a little on this backup plan, right? Like, we've got an Asika's Chariot as, like, a fair card. And my point is, like, if you're never counting on doing a fair thing, let's not do a Asika's Chariot and let's do something else, right? Let's just do more broken combo stuff, either more mill or more whatever else we can fit. Asika's uh, Chariot feels like with Grease Fang is an unfair combo card. I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I mean, I, I like the combo with Parhelion where we get to copy more angels, but at that point, they're probably already dead. So that's my point like, is like you can just like loop the chariots for a million cats. Yeah. I mean you can you can you could certainly get a lot of cats, right? Like I just don't think I it's the uh, one turn kill deck. that uh that the Parhelion offers, right? Or that it's anywhere near as strong or or unfair to be honest with you. So that'd be my only criticism there is like throw me an abrupt decay or two in the main deck just to have a little more answers if we're gonna do that, or take the Seekers Cherry out and do something else. But hey, they went seven two in the qualifier and I didn't, so there you go. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, last deck I wanted to talk about in this event is, hey, uh, Azorius and Soul. We haven't seen Soul in a while. Yeah. Who's playing that? Uh, by uh, Vihes Pano. Oh, no, don't try uh, it. Don't yeah, try it. Yeah, yeah. 19th place. There I always go. check when I see something incomprehensible. I check it backwards. Uh, and since there's yeah. no accent marks, I check, I check my knowledge of Spanish, and then I check backwards. It's immediately what I do. And uh-huh. uh, it it's, doesn't make sense to me either way. But, you know. Can this deck yeah. cast its Gigantha? Spire of Industry, right? Oh, there we go. There is no Spire of Industry. Oh, there is. Yeah, no, there, there is. is. There is. I didn't see it. Um, this deck is hot. I still like this deck. Patchwork Automaton is a sweet add-in with the Ingenious. It, gets so, it just gets so big. Yeah. Uh, deck goes, like, really fast, really, really hard. Shadow Spear is a $21 card. Thanks, Modern. Football to sport, yeah, yeah. Mich- Michiko's Reign of Truth, I think, is a rate is a good play. Just overplaying, you know, just all that glitters, right? right? Now you get to temp boost two two guys. Turn turn two turns later, now you just have a big beater, right? Like, yeah, it's so good. I love this deck. I think it should be played more. Uh, Ginger Brute can't be blocked by anything that isn't in like well, the mono red deck. Yeah, except when there's a card in play. You're right. When there is a Karn in play, Gingerfruit could be blocked by everything. I think this is yes. one of those decks that just, like, we'll see return, like Nature is Healing, right? With the the lower Karn counts in events. Uh-huh. That's fair. Because, I mean, you play against Karn and you just lose. Yeah, because we can't equip uh, our Ear of Virtue or our Ghost Fire Blades. We can't activate our Spring Leaf Drum. Can't activate our Black Staff. Just, just ban Karn. Can't, yeah. Can't do anything. Karn is bad. Karn, Karn ruins fun. Karn is anti-fun. I would ban Karn, yeah. even though I don't think Mono Green is a problem right now. Yeah, I think so too. 
All right. Anything else in this event, or do we want to move on? No, nah, I'm ready to move on. All right. On Saturday's challenge now, uh, eighth place, Jesse Simek on Rakdos Midrange. Alberto SD on Bant Humans. I aim with my eye. Uh, oh, wow. On, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> but they need to aim with their heart, really, yeah, though. Yeah, he, he doesn't remember his father. Yeah. Uh, on Blue Red Disease of Fiends with Ledger Shredder, No Thing in the Eye. Sixth place, Caleb Yetman on Mono Blue Spirits. Fourth place, Odorous Orungus on Orzov Humans. Third place, Oliver Hart on Torrential Gearhawk, that Magma Opus decklist for Chris loves so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place, Andy Burden on Mono Green Stompy, a fair Nykthos deck if I've ever seen one. Uh, and then first place, Salvato on Rakdos Midrange. All right, Chris, do you want do you want to start us off with this uh, this Magma Opus decklist? Yeah, let me, uh, let, me, let me pull it back up again here. Uh, yeah, third place, Oliver Hart, a, uh, you know, an Oliver after my own heart, if you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, this is the deck I, I've been loving for Torrential Gear Hulk, for Consider, for Fiery Impulse, for Sensor, for Indomitable Creativity, three Prismari Command, three Dig Through Time, four Magma Opus, four Fable of the Mirror Breaker, really just makes the deck shine. That card, anybody who's played it knows how strong it is. And then two Shark Typhoon, obviously to make some tokens. Of course, you are playing two Sokens on um, as your land base to try and make some extra tokens. What I've really loved about this deck is you just need to um, hit it for one early, and then, you know, Pretty frequently, you're just casting Torrential Gear Hulks. Like, the creativity part's cute to channel it out early to, to stop some early game stuff. But, you know, you've got some removal spells in the form of Prismari Command and Fiery Impulse to deal with some early stuff. I have not been a big fan of Sensor. I've been playing just a, a smattering of, like, actual counter spells and uh, a Chandra, Torch of Defiance. That's probably too cute. But I've been liking it just to get you extra mana that you need or deal with creatures or whatever else you want. But just a strong, a strong, strong deck. I've also been playing a 23 lands, no den of the bugbear. But uh, again, Oliver knows what's up. We've got four Aether Gust in the sideboard and then uh, four Mystical Disputes, Disdainful Strokes, Fries, and Anger of the Gods to round it off. So uh, I do think this deck is real. It's a little bit cute, but I have been enjoying it a lot. And I, I definitely see the power level. I've been playing it both in Explorer and in Pioneer. I'm not going to play it about Magma Opus scene play. I love that card so much. I'll tell you what. i tell you what. I mean, like I said, we got Fairmonic Green Stompy in second place. How long has it been since we've seen BT- BTE and four main board miscutter Hydra? We know what we're doing here. Right. I think this deck is hot. Not losing to Monoboo. That's what we're doing. Uh, and then let's see. What else we got? Like I said, Orzov Humans, two Archon Vessel, two Bloodstone Champion, Donald's Bodyguard, Thurman Inspector, Luminar Gasparit, Thali's Lieutenant, Thali Guardian Thraben. Aliens from the Cathar, Extractor Specialist, General Kudro, Extractor Specialist. Man, was I wrong with this card. This card is way better than I thought it was. And all the no charming prints here, but this card is just so good. So good, Extractor Specialist. Get all your charming princes out. How about this Bant Coco deck? Oh, the Bant humans? It's uh, not humans. Is it not? Oh, it's just actual Bant Coco? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I missed that. That was Bant humans. My, my apologies, Alberto SD. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm i not a fan of main board Brutal Cathar right now. It's probably fine since we're already playing Reflector Mage, right? Um, Sky Collaboration does so much work that people don't, I feel like people forget about. Which card? Cut out a little bit for me. Sky Clave Apparition. Sky Clave Apparition. Uh, that card is still good. I'm amazed it's so gets low in price right gone. now. It gets, well, it's, it's pretty death. It was in, it was in Challenger decks. Oh, nice. 
uh, kills Karn dead. Uh, Reflector Mage, always annoying. The only thing is, like, kind of weird here is, like, I guess you have the seven elves? Yeah. For your Lovestruck Beast? I don't know. Lovestruck Beast, to me, in these kinds of decks, I get it, but it always kind of seems a little bit weird to me. Uh-huh. Just sort of, like, a little, like, can this always be attacking? Probably, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just, need to do to hold, you just need a dude to hold on the ground, right? Sometimes. Right. I guess Luminarch is also a 1-1, one, one, right? Yeah. As long as you just don't put a counter on it. Right. Uh, man, we can't play four voices here. Why do we only got two voices? I don't know. I like it. I always think there's such a good home in the format for any sort of Coco strategy, so I will never complain about a Coco build that does well. True enough. Sweet one. This sideboard is wild. Uh, what do we got? We got, we got three Skylasher. We got Unlicensed Hearse. We got Redain, another Skyclave, right? Three Spell Queller. A Shifting Ceratops. A Wandering Emperor and a Yasharn. Well, Yasharn's there to beat the, the sack matchup, right? Right, right. Wandering Emperor is pretty wild. Shifting Ceratops. The, they're just like, hold up, let's switch it up. I want to play three Spell Queller now because I'm on the play. Is hot, right? Yeah. Like, whenever you're on the play, you just bring in three Spell Queller, right? Uh-huh. Like, that card is very bad on the draw. But very good on the play. We got, Tar- we got uh, Tormod's Whip. The Tarmacar here. Dude, Tormod's Whip. The card's insane. The card's, like, what, $14 now? Yeah. I'm glad you picked those ones up off me. I, I, I am, too. I was gonna, like, chuck them for, like, a buck or something. <laughs> now they're in a good home. Man, Skylash, you're still seeing play. Dude, I bought Skylashers for Elves. The card's art is just horrifying. Mm-hmm. Ravnica's got some scary creatures on it. There's also the uh, the the big goop monster that makes sand tokens. Don't forget about that one. Yeah. But I mean, like, th- for a magic card, this art's pretty violent. I mean, there's just, like, a weird spike tongue going through this drake's neck with visible blood shooting He's out of it. He's Skylashed. Yeah, sure. He signed up for it. It's okay. Okay, yeah, uh, you signed the waiver. 10th place, we got Claudio. 10th place, Claudio, yeah. Uh, why did I highlight... Uh, I don't know why I highlighted that deck. 10th uh, place, Claudio, Niv Delight. Scarab God is hot. Scarab God's so good, but can we get a reprint? I hate seeing that card at like $50 still. Probably 31 Oh, we dropped down yeah. a bit, huh? The Celestis is still absolutely wild to me that this card is seeing play, but I get it. Hey, it adds a man of any color, Ricky. Yeah, and it turns night today. Yeah, yeah. I'll just tell you, if you want to uh, do well at locals, as I did for the first, like, three weeks or so, you can just bring to light Valky in either, like, a Soul Tie or even a uh, a Teamer deck, whatever you want to do, and just bring to light into a Valky. It's usually pretty good. You know, you just need some way to have answers and draw some cards, but five colors just isn't isn't that much of a stretch, but... I think you can easily play three or four colors just to make your mana a little consistent, make it a little bit cheaper, and play with the lands you have. Bring to Light Valky, I still think, is one of the stronger things you can be doing in this format. For sure. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see can here. 11th place. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to highlight 13th place. You go with 11th place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 11th place, Samurai Drive on Mono Red Aggro. Playing a kind of like a Shonky Red. We got two, we got four Chain Whirler, double Hazard, double Torbrand. Only two Chandra Dress to Kill, two Chandra Torture Defiance here. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, just a different take on red. Once again, Kamana face Coxon, best card in the format. Best card in the deck, for sure. Honestly, I'm playing a pretty similar list. Chain Whirler's been really hot for me recently. 
Yeah. Um, I just don't play the Tor brands. I play the Dress to Kills instead. I mean, Ch- Chain Whirler with a counter can't lose, right? Uh, Chain Whirler by itself beats every non-Kalidus card in Rakdos. Uh-huh. Like, it just beats all their creatures. Can't beat it in combat. And then, like, if you get a counter on it, it's unbeatable. Or if you have a Soul Scar Mage out and you weaken their creatures, it's unbeatable, so... All right. Okay, go ahead, 13th place. 13th place is uh, Combat Celebrant Combo. Okay. Uh, Combat Celebrant can infinitely combat with a flipped Fable of the Mirror Breaker, uh, as each new copy of Combat Celebrant will be able to exert. And so you just need one Mana Dork, a Combat Celebrant, and a flipped Fable of the Mirror Breaker, and you win the game. And I think you can also do Jaxus Garbage, too. Yeah. Yeah, it works with Jaxus because Jaxus Common Celebrant untaps all your creatures regardless of how they tap, so you can trigger Jaxus, untap everything, make a copy of Jaxus, attack again. Right. Untap, make a Jaxus. You it's just Jaxus is only determined on how many cards you have in hand when you start comboing off. Right, right, right. This is a sweet way to kill people. They never see it coming. You can play Eska's Chariot, you can play Mizium Mortars. Uh, I have well, not seen that new ja- art on Jaxus. Sorry, Jax. Let me clarify. Jaxus isn't as good because Jaxus, you'd have to do it like main. F- you, Jaxus would give you like two copies. Is Jaxus going back to as a sorcery? So you can so you can play Jaxus for two mana when you have a reckless uh-huh. when you have a combat celebrant out, and then pay yeah. red and uh, make a copy. Like it's a different yes. way to go off. It's not an infinite way to go off. It just does a ton of damage really fast. Yeah. So. Uh, you can even swing with Jaxus the first time, right? You can swing, untap for combat, and then activate Jaxus. Right? Well, ja- Jaxus also lets you combo with Chariot. Is when you make the token with with Jaxus, then you can start cloning that token copy with Chariot. Actually, I believe if you just have two combat celebrants, it's infinite, right? Uh, that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can, the thing is, it doesn't untap itself, right? It untaps all other cards. Uh-huh. You can keep exerting. Nothing says that you can't keep exerting your creature. Yeah. So. You actually, just one copy with Jaxus wins the game. True. If your opponent has no blockers. Yeah, it, it, it is still a 4-1. It is still, this is still a uh, very, very fragile combo, but it's a very cool combo, and a lot of people won't see it coming. And honestly, if Combat Celebrants weren't a million dollars, I probably would have been working on this for like one of my articles. Yeah, odds are you probably already have most of this deck if you've been playing the format. But Combat Self is costing $80 for a place that is really rough. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Uh, 14th place, Bullwinkle on uh, was this Grixis. We got our, our uh, Is It package here. Grixis is like Grixis Phoenix. Uh, we can't really cast these Phoenixes, but you know what? We can put them into our yard. You don't need to cast the Phoenix. Uh, I don't know how you... the yard. You do have um, one Riverglide pathway that you can play on red. And one Blightstep pathway. Yes, and uh, those can let you cast your Gigantha. Because yes. otherwise you can't actually cast your Gigantha. I do like the Sedgemore Witch in the sideboard, though. I like that we can also, you know, Thoughtseize ourselves to get those Phoenixes into the yard. Exactly. Uh, and Collector Brutality is actually a really hot card. And then uh, shout-outs to 19th place Carnage Cards ENT, fellow playing Pioneer Team member. Once again, keep it going with Esper Grease Fang. Uh, man, I, I don't think I've seen anyone put as much time to a deck list as I've seen him put into Esper Grease Fang, besides maybe Claudio and Niftalite. I was, was going to say Niftalite, but yeah. yeah, I agree. 
the uh, Grease Fang Master. Uh, let's see here. Last two decks I want to shout out real quick. 20th place, Zoko Jr. on Celesny Auras. I think we're seeing Celesny Auras here in the top 32. Ricky, Chris and I talked a little bit last week. What do you think about Celesny Auras showing up more so uh, than what we've seen in the past with like Orzhov Auras trying to make a comeback? I think this deck is way better. Um, I've been seeing it a lot, and uh, the thing is you can play Light Paws and then any two-mana aura and you get Alpha Authority. Or not, sorry, yeah, Alpha Authority gives your Hexproof, right? And yeah. then your light pause is safe forever, and you can't lose. You, I like to see of... a little bit more overwhelming courage. I don't see any overwhelming courage in this list. What do you think of light pause being the only card advantage? Like, we're not playing Season's Blessing anymore. No, I think it's fine. I think this is fine, because, like, the thing is, you're going to create, like, a, a, a Glade Cover Scout or a Basara Tower Archer that's just so big it doesn't matter, and it can't be answered easily. Okay. You know? Sure. This deck will probably have a, a little bit of a tough time if it can't find a lifelink source against some of the decks, right? And uh, it'll probably have a hard time against mono green if they just sort of wall up. But I think this deck can be really good, really exciting. What do you think about it? I mean, I think it's fine. Like Chris and I kind of went into it last week. Like I said, I I just feel like I wanted your opinion on it because I feel like you know not playing Seasons Blessing, not playing SRAM. I was worried about the lack of card advantage, uh, but if you say it's fine, I'll, I mean, I, I trust your 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 stance on it. I think, uh, you know, I, I have a uh, friend who started playing Pioneer because he wanted to play uh, Orzhov Auras, and they've been sort of flopping around trying to uh, make the deck work, and it's just not as good as something like this, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about 28th place Optimus 344. On this sort of uh, Slesnia kind of tokens strategy, we've seen for a little bit now. Elvish Mystic, Lenore, also was the Resurgence, Nissa Voices, Endicar, Gideon Alley, Zendikar. Join the Dance, March of the Multitudes, M- McKindy Stampede, Asika's Chariot, some lands here, on with Wedding Announcement, Conclave Tribunal, Legion's Landing. What do you guys think? Legion's Landing, I think, is a really hot card. Uh, I think that card is uh, really good. I'm trying to read McKindy Stampede. I'm not sure about this one. This deck seems very fun. I mean, McKinney Stampede just lets us play... It's a land. Two more lands, right? Right, yeah. right, right. So how many lands are we playing? 19 already, right? I like this deck. McKinney Stampede is the only sus part of this, but I guess it makes sense if it's just a, uh, just another land, and sometimes, I guess, when we need it, it's a plus two, plus two of the team. Ed really likes this deck. Ed likes this deck? Yeah, he 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 likes growing tokens. I, I, I don't think he was joking. He might have been. Um, but obviously, you know, we're all big fans of Voice of Resurgence. That card's picked back up a little bit of value. And just in general, we know how powerful Asika's Chariot is. Um, and just tokens go wide. Wedding Announcement's a strong card. So you get to play some pretty pretty strong cards in here in general. And then obviously just kind of, you know, go wide and attack people down while still having some removal, right? You've got your Conclave Tribunal, which hits, which hits anything. And, um, you know, obviously you don't, you don't need a ton, a ton of lands. Convoke's a really strong ability for your march. Uh, but... You get to go wide and, and attack around like mono green, putting up like one to even two strong walls. You know, if you've been attacking them before that, uh, you can attack around them, right? You got six tokens. You don't mind losing two and getting that damage in because you're you're going to kill them in the next turn anyway, most likely by making more tokens and whatnot. So I think I'd rather be playing venerated Lockstone somewhere in this list. Over what? On a march. See, March is why Ed really likes the deck, because yeah. he's like, especially especially in like a, if you're in like, your local meta is very control heavy, right? Well, all right, yeah, your opponent's Supreme Verdict, 
okay, on their turn, just make like five dudes and untap. Right. Well, but then like, I have a minute for that, but but either way, I mean, wedding announcement, right? There's like a Seekers Cheer that gets around Wraths. The big deal is like your March tokens have lifelink, so that's why Ricky doesn't like this deck is because the right, lifelink right. tokens are going to stop his red his red dreams from happening. I just feel like any anger of the gods and you just completely fold over. That's the only thing is I, I don't see a, like, how do I play around or against somebody who's playing anger of the gods? And I don't see it like, like Guardian of Faith, like as a two of, but like everything in this deck kind of dies to dies to the anger of the gods and i feel like more anthem-esque abilities like run-rated Lockstone is going to keep your like just getting your tokens into being a four toughness token or something like you can make your asikas chariot tokens three threes that will be four fours under wedding announcement like that's what i'm worried about i'm worried about dying to you know the best red removal spell i don't know i i just don't see many decks playing like that many and Angers in a high count. I'd be more worried of Supreme Verdict. I mean, that's every deck, right? Every creature deck, right? Yeah, I feel like Supreme Verdict, we have things like Voice of Resurgence and stuff like that, right? Sure. To sure. rebuild after the Supreme Verdict, but like, Anger is the one I'm afraid of. But Yeah, I just I just don't feel like there are that many running around. I don't think it's a bad deck, though. I always constantly think about this deck in, in general. Uh, mostly because of Legion's Landing. Alright, you guys ready to go to Sunday? Wrap things up here? Let's, Let's wrap it, it up. All right, go ahead. On Sunday, in eighth place, we have Tark and Mag on Demir Control. Uh, seventh place, we have Pepe Team on Rakdos Midrange. Sixth place, Layden on Red Green Midrange. Fifth place, Raced on Lotus Field. Fourth place, WK Midori on Lotus Field. Third place, Fish Master Eno on Mono Blue Spirit. Second place, Alienware underscore on Boros Aggro and first place MJ underscore 23 on Rakdos midrange. I uh, like to talk about here's sixth place. Here's kind of a look at what I think generally the uh, red green, the gruel midrange challenge deck is going to look like. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully we get some jewel thieves because I know jewel thieves has been a fun meme card in the pioneer. Uh, the crew three sub, the crew three, uh, Discord, and again, like we talked about again, uh, the 8th place decklist is another possibility of what the Pioneer Challenger could look like. Is there anything you really want to talk about here? I mean, these these decks are all pretty straightforward at this point, I feel like. I like seeing Lotus Field show up. I, I thought that deck was kind of almost dead. Like, the format had gotten a little too fast for it, so it's nice to see it back. Nice to see it kicking around. Uh, I enjoy uh-huh. I enjoy playing this deck every now and then, but I generally just get run over. Uh-huh. It, are, are they are we just never going to adapt to like potentially playing more fogs or anything like that? Are we think are we just above that in in hopes of trying to survive? I've just been just playing like, like a bunch you of You can't rats. dilute the combo. You just can't dilute the deck too much. Yeah, I've just been playing like a bunch of uh of like the path to peril. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of uh anchors. Like that's what, sort of what I've just been doing the problem the problem with fog the problem with fog though is even if you do have fog i mean like bone crusher giant just laughs at you that's true bone crusher giant does laugh at you in that case i like ember cleave i think we're gonna get an ember cleave in the red green deck not that they're expensive or do we get a great henge they're never giving us great henge they could though they could give us great henge they won't do it they won't they could give us a lot of things i think we get a chandra torch one of yeah, probably. Strangle just seems so weird. I just I, I get that the card is good for this format, but I don't like playing it. Yeah. 
it feels bad at sorcery speed. It's so slow. I'm, I'm, I'm in the zoomer mindset. You know, I listened to 100 Gex before I got to the tournament. You know, <laughs> how am I supposed to play sorcery speed cards? They banned the only good sorcery. So, where, where do we is go this, from here? Where is this Mizium Mortars art coming from? Uh, Commander David Deck. Bowie's mind. Ooh. It's Baldur's Gate. That's Baldur's Gate? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah, why not, right? Uh, other decks to point out, hey, 13th place, Falero with Magma Opus, we talked about earlier. 15th place, Beekeeper with Rakdos Sack. Once again, we, we're, we're off Anvil for now. The, the forum has decided we can't play Anvil with Obnix running around. So we're playing those Claim the Firstborns, Village Rights, and we're just playing, uh, we're just going to steal your guy and Sack to Village Rights to have this speed. Kind of where we're at right now. Shame, because I do think, like, I, I played uh, Anvil a couple weeks ago at Locals, right? And, man, there's nothing more satisfying than just the Rue Goldberg machine you create, but it's activating an Anvil every turn. Right. I, I think that Anvil is still so strong. We just have to get rid of Karn first. Uh, yeah. I still believe in all the Anvil decks that I've played. Uh, and then 23rd place, we have JWF239 on that uh, Combat Celebrant combo deck. So, cool. Uh, like always, all these events will be linked below in the description. Sorry to kind of cut things short this week, guys, but I'm, I've just been, like, getting ready to tap out the last, like, 20, 30 minutes or so. But the show must go on. I held in there like usual. a trooper. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, a lot of a lot of muting myself to cough up a storm here. There's a but, well, 12-pack of Twisted Tea in my fridge right now calling my name because it is the yeah. 4th of July, so, you know. Yeah. We're going to just shoot off fireworks and cry about the state of this country. Heck yeah. Woo. All right. We will talk to you all next week. Once again, thank you to all, the, all our supporters at Patreon, Patreon.com, slash Crew3MTG to get all to help us keep the lights on. Three tiers available. Make sure you go check those out. Great stuff going on there. I want to also thank Ricky and Chris for tuning in week in and week out. Gentlemen, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on the tweeters at it's underscore Christmas and Christmas has no T and Ricky. You can find me on Twitter at also Steve. And you can also find me, uh, on playing pioneer, uh, writing, uh, articles, uh, monthly. Yeah. I can't wait to see you to show off this, the, the newest way to win stupid prizes. Oh man. We've won some stupid prizes. So we're, we're yeah. out here. We out here. So Ricky's article will be out next uh, next Monday, yeah. And the Monday after this episode comes out, so be sure to keep an eye out for that. And of course, you can find me also helping do wonderful things over at PlayingPioneer.com for all your Pioneer content needs outside of this show, of course. Uh, and you can find me at Crew Three Podcast, right our official Twitter account, where I will be posting some more of my uh, quarantine side projects, where I'm currently uh, doing up some Horace Heresy stuff while watching Disney movies with my wife. We will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.